This morning we are in Phillips Candy Kitchen located on Broadway in Seaside, Oregon. This is seafoam and it uh, will really draw moisture to it if I don't. What is this? Is it seafoam? Seafoam. We call it seafoam. Yeah, it's a honeycomb molasses candy that we make here. Pretty popular. Pretty popular. Italy. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We're yeah. by the sea. Right? Yeah, yeah. So there must yeah. be plenty of sea foam. Yes, right. <laughs> Absolutely. An easy thing to come by. <laughs> this is the oldest continuous business in Seaside, founded in 1897, and uh, the Phillips Sr. bought it in either 1936 or 1937. Something We're like not too sure. Right. But it has been running continuously, and it is now owned by the youngest son, Steve Phillips. Saltwater taffy was originally more or less discovered in 1883 in Atlantic City, New Jersey. And the story goes that a man had a candy shop, and it got flooded by the ocean, and a little girl came in and asked if he had any taffy, and he said, well, today I only have saltwater taffy. So I'm <laughs> proud to introduce Steve Phillips, who is now the sole proprietor of Phillips Candy Kitchen. Yeah, the candy store was originally opened by brothers from Astoria, and it was actually in around the turn of the century, it was a cigar and candy operation. It was a tobacco was probably the main main function. And they also opened a bowling alley next door where the arcade is today. In 1926, my mom at 14 years of age uh, came in and applied for a job. She worked every summer from 1926 through uh, the mid, well, actually the early 90s before she had a stroke, uh, dipping and, and doing whatever uh, to operate this candy store. So I was basically born and raised into this operation. Do you have a favorite candy? Um, jelly bean. Mostly the blue kind. Now, I grew up in this town and, of course, stopped by many times and bought my little nickel bag of saltwater taffy. And I can remember in those days there were only about possibly 10 flavors. How many flavors do you have now? Uh, today we have 14, but the original 10 that you had as a little girl are still being sold here. You talked about the number of items that we have for sale. We're probably unique in a lot of ways. We have probably a greater variety of candy made on the premise than almost all candy stores. Uh, we even make a greater variety than what C's did because we do the chocolate similar today, but then we do the saltwater taffy and the caramel corn and the and the beachy items mm -hmm. along with that. So and everything's made here. Yeah. Well, would you give us a little bit of um, information about how your parents ran this store during the Second World War with oh. all of the shortages? Sure, <laughs> sure. Um, my dad was a school teacher when they f first bought it in the late 30s. And when the Second World War broke out, he was actually too old to, to be used in the Second World War. <laughs> he was in, the, in those days. And so he was actually deferred also because of being a school teacher, a, a male, and the, there weren't that many. 
so his job at the at the school district was not only to teach, but he was the janitor, and he was the bus driver, and he was the the athletic director, and so they operated the candy store here uh, as soon as school was out. They'd come down, kind of open things up. It was an old wooden structure on this location in those days. The afternoon of Monday Labor Day weekend, they would board it up and and shut everything down and go back to Portland, and he'd teach school the next day. And that was the way they operated until they got into the actual war uh, when the shortages came and and all the issues that they had there. My mom was the kind who, when the ration stamps came out, and you could have 90% of what you had the year before. Uh, My dad would only do 85 because he didn't want to break the law or or do anything. And my mom, she would want 110 because (laughs) nobody's going to (laughs) check. So they went back and forth. They would have days that would, where they would open um, during the Second World War, people had lots of money, just nothing to spend it on. So uh, they made arrangements with farmers and the local dairy, and they would buy products and, and nut meats, and they had some interesting different kind of candies. Uh, they would open the store at 1 in the afternoon, limit people to a, one pound of candy. Uh, people would start queuing up, waiting for the doors to open for almost an hour, and it would take about an, oh anywhere from one and a half to two hours, and they would sell every piece of candy they had in the store, close the door, put a sign up, we'll be open at one the next morning, or one the next day, and then they would uh, make candy all afternoon, all evening, all the next morning, and open up for another hour and a half's worth of business. What's your least favorite kind of candy? Peppermints. Peppermints? Really? How come? Because they're too spicy. Yeah. What's your sister's favorite kind of candy? Really? Does she bite him? She's a biter. She's a biter. Uh, During that time period, my dad got uh, ration stamps for fats and oils and got ten times what he'd requested. He went over to the ration board to give them back, and they said, no, John, those had, by mistake, obviously, but they had been requisitioned for this area of Clatsop County, and for you to go ahead and bring them in and distribute them to people who had needs for them. Um, so he came back and went ahead and did that and found out that the bakery down the street got 10 times the sugar stamps that they needed. <laughs> and somehow that worked out really good. Yeah. So my dad bought fats and oils and they bought sugar and down the back alley they went and traded. And so, so at the end of the Second World War, I think in 1946, uh, they actually had, after that summer, more money in the bank than he was going to get paid to teach school that fall. So they decided to stay here, tear the old wooden structure down, build this block building we're in now, become full-time residents of the community. So have, have recipes been handed down? Are you essentially making the same or similar candies that your father did? Yeah, fun story about that. I had a fellow come in a little younger than Gloria, but uh, <laughs> he was probably closer to my age uh, in his mid-60s, <laughs> mid-60s. And uh, uh, he, as a child grew up here and remembered the taste of the Rocky Road, and he wanted to know what we had done different. And I said, have you tried it? And he said, no. He said, I remember what it was like, and I don't want to ruin that if it's different. (laughs) I said, well, we operate exactly the same recipe that my parents did. Same product, same everything. And so he tried it, big smile on his face, and he took a couple pounds. (laughs) So it was, we used the same exact chocolate that my parents used in the 40s. So we, we've just never changed. So we have, I would say, probably at least half the customer base that we have is repeat. 
but you can tell when somebody comes in, they go right specifically <laughs> to a spot and want that. Yeah. So you know they've been here before. Yeah. Do you do you have a favorite? Do you have a sweet tooth? Uh, <laughs> a little bit, but it, it's funny because I I tend to dabble into things while I'm making it because uh-huh. it's just really good. Like <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it, divinity coming out of the bowl is about yeah. as good as you can get. <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, peanut brittle coming off the slab. Yeah. Uh, those kind of things. But no, I always used to laugh and joke that. Yeah, as a kid growing up, I had lots of friends because they always wanted to come with me to the candy store. Yeah. Yeah. So, working at Phillips, do you get to sample all of the candy? Yes. Yes? Yes. Like whatever you want? Yes. Steve encourages it. So do you have to, like, restrain yourself? Yes. Gosh, yes. What's your favorite? Um, It's a toss-up between the salted caramels, the sea foam, and our sour patch fruits. I love those things. So this is a wrapping machine? Yeah, cuts and wraps. Cuts and wraps. Just saltwater taffy. Ah, Simply okay. saltwater taffy. The candy looks about the size of a bread loaf, a big bread loaf. It's about 50 pounds. And then we pull it out to about garden hose size. And it feeds into here, goes through. The paper comes in this way. Mm. There's a knife that cuts the candy individually, comes through. And then out here are twisters. And uh, it's just going... And Making Look at that. And how old is this machine? This machine was brand new in 1958. My dad bought it. Um, it cost him a little over $5,000, which in relation to 1958, you could buy a really nice car for about $3,500. So um, a little bit, a used one not in as good a shape as this costs about $35,000 now. So wow. they, they have changed. So you know this machine like the back of your hand? Oh, yes. All the yeah. internal workings? Right. I have another one I put in this place and a third one that we cannibalize for parts. Now, my parents were making saltwater taffy with an old hand crank. It would go out on a tray, and then the girls would wrap it by hand, and that's how they sold the taffy originally. This one came in in 1958. I would have been about 11 years old, and I was all excited because I was helping my dad and kind of in here. And I just begged him and begged him to let me run it. And so he said, yeah, fine. I didn't realize that 50, yeah. 50 plus years later, I'd still be running it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. Thank you.